You are now listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tyranny Podcast. Welcome to Ride With Me, episode 97. Today is July 15, 2023, and I want to start by apologizing to my listeners because I did say at the beginning of the year that I was going to record more often, and I haven't. It's just life has happened. My boys are getting older, and they're, one of them is about to be 16, soon to be 18, so I'm trying to spend as much time as possible with them before they grow up, get jobs, and leave the nest. Um, and today's, But today's guest is my new friend from TikTok, Stephanie. Hi, everybody. So, Stephanie, let's get to know you. Como estas today? Good. I'm good. Just woke up this morning and have a cup of coffee. Well, I want to thank you for getting on <laughs> and, and respecting my, um, my time because it's 4 in the morning out here. And you're like, yeah, I'm up. Let's go. Um, yeah. The, the sooner I get it going here, the cooler it is in my garage. So I, I thank you for, for being up. I mean, you're, you're two hours ahead, but um, I woke up at four in the morning. <laughs> so Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. <laughs> I want to thank you for that because, no, it, it is um, right now, it is already warm. I am already sweating. I, I was wearing a hat. If you notice, I took it off. I have to wear a long sleeve shirt. I have to wear pants because if not, I would be I will be eaten alive by mosquitoes. And I can't turn on <laughs> I can't turn on the zapper because then we're gonna hear. Bzz, bzz, bzz. I can't turn yeah. on, I can't turn on the fan because we're gonna hear the fan in the background. So um, it is what it is. But let's get to know Stephanie before we get going. Stephanie, you are in Texas, I believe, right? Yes, in Texas, outside of San Angelo, Texas. My, uh, I've, the farthest I've gone to Texas is only El Paso. I have, I have family that live there, that lives there. Um, my grandma lived there. She passed away um, two years ago, coming this uh, December. And I haven't really gone out there since. Well, I went to her viewing, but I haven't gone out there since. Um, my brother, who lives out there, um, does a um, like a, he drives for like a like it's not a UPS, not it's not a Amazon, mm-hmm. but. He's like a truck driver in a van, and he delivers stuff and stuff. So right now he's actually in town, so I'm taking advantage that he's sleeping also <laughs> so rec- to, rec- to record a podcast. But, uh, yeah, no, that's the farthest I've gone to Texas is uh, is El Paso. Um, not Texas. I love Texas. I can't. I don't, um, don't want to leave Texas. You don't want to leave Texas? No. Well, it seems like <laughs> a lot of Californians are leaving California to go to Texas. Yes, I've heard of that. My wife has looked, I've seen some houses on, on on the internet, and she's like, look at this house. Look at this house. I'm like, what's wrong with them? She's nothing, but they're in Texas. I'm like, well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice here. So, I don't know. So, how was, how was it growing up in Texas? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Hot, but, you know, it's nice. Beautiful. I mean, of course, the animals and just the air and the freedom. Just a lot to do. Nice, nice. And um, I believe you said you have um, you went to school though, but in Arizona. Yes, but I did it online. Oh, okay. Well, yes. so, you, so you didn't physically. No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's the beautiful thing about nowadays, right? You can just do everything online. Yes, I did it online because uh, I have a son with special needs, so that requires me to be at home. Okay, is that your only son? No, I have three boys. Three boys? Yes. Wow, you're hands full, right? 
Yeah, I have my hands full. This, yeah. this, I, I, so when I woke up and I was ready to start recording, I text Stephanie. I tell her, "Hey, um, let me just finish cleaning the bathroom with, because with teenage boys, um, when you open the door and a slap of ass hits you in the face, <laughs> <laughs> I've read that. But yeah, about you right. gotta do something about yeah, that. that. And uh, it's because we we do take turns cleaning the bathroom, you know, because my wife refuses to go in that bathroom. She goes, "That's your guys' bathroom." And, uh, you know, the boys' bathroom. And uh, mm-hmm. so we'll take turns one weekend, one weekend. My boy will clean it. Next weekend, the next boy will do it. I think it was my turn anyways, but I've neglected it for like two weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, girl, growing boys can smell. You know, if you put vinegar in the toilet, that works. Really? Okay. Yes, it keeps the smell away and the rings away. For how long? forever if you put vinegar like every other day or something really okay mm-hmm. all right vinegar yep. it is write that down yeah i always put it okay. always have a bottle on the side of the toilet yeah nice so what else is uh what else is there getting to, to know uh stephanie um what do you I, well, I, 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 you have a farm right yeah <clears throat> have a farm and um of course you saw that on my tiktok i have lots of animals and so we live, like I said, we live outside of Carlsbad, well, San Angelo, which is a small town of Carlsbad. I don't know how many people that is, but I didn't really, like, not really curious either, so. <laughs> 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 kind of stick to myself. But yes, um, in Carlsbad, there's so many people and we have animals like chickens and pigs and they have a turkey but it passed oh. and so <laughs> but not that way it like got sick and died not and for we buried it. no <laughs> <laughs> once once we name our animals that's it i heard that's like, the rule of thumb yes yes so that once we name them like you cannot slice them i guess that's what you would say well <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah and basically we name all of them <laughs> yeah, I think that's the same way we had right, right here. We got it. We ended up getting a cat. My wife hates the cat. I'm like, but we named yeah. it already. You know, we we can't. Yeah, we so so my kids every time there's like a uh, so the squirrels all have a name outside, and uh, there I think there's like Jeff, there's Fred, um, I think there's a Frank, and then um, they they have a uh, two turtles. They named them. Well, we have the I'm the one that takes care of the turtles now. We have two dogs. And then, uh, and there was this really massive weed that grew up, that grew outside their window. Uh-huh. And they, I don't know why they liked the name Jeff, but the name was the Jeff. So one day I went back there and I'm telling you, this thing was as high as the ceiling, the roof. And, uh, so I started chopping it down. They weren't, they weren't in town and they went to go visit their, their biological mother. So I'm chopping this thing down and then I get to the root and it won't come out. Steph, I dug a hole that was at least two feet deep, and I couldn't oh get to the root. So it took me an hour and a half <laughs> to pull this weed out of the ground, and uh, I ended up I just I ended up just getting my scissors and the you know, the garden with scissors got in there as as far deep I could into the ground and cut it off, and I sent my boys a picture, and that's the first thing they said was no, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I told him I had to go. That I, Dad, that weed gave us shade in the room, <laughs> like because the yeah. sun does beat down on their on their two windows, and 
and I, I, I killed their, their shade. And I'm oh, man, I'm sorry, dude. It's got to go. I think it was massive. I think yeah. I, I think when we first moved here, because this is this is my my mother-in-law's property, so we went we moved here, and they had this similar weed in the backyard, but that thing was so big it looked like a step it looked like a tree. It was, oh, and we it took me a while to start chopping that guy down. I'm like, wait, this is not a tree. What? Oh hell's no! It's got to go. And yeah, it's weeds get pretty strong out oh, here. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do get pretty big. So I'm gonna decorate it as a Christmas tree. Seven? <laughs> I'm gonna decorate it as a Christmas oh. tree. <laughs> Trust me, if my wife could, she would decorate the massive tree in the house. We have a really big tree that gives shade, and I was telling her the, just the other day, I'm like, you know what? The last time we trip it, uh, we 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 trimmed it was uh, two years ago. We have to we have to do that again. And she's like, but but you know, your son's got a barbecue thing, a birthday celebration in a couple weeks. We can't do that now. No, no, no. We gotta do it in October because it looks, it looks heavy. You know, it's got mm-hmm. massive um, branches and leaves, but it does give off some nice shade. In fact, when my brother comes in to visit, that's where he parks. He parks right underneath that tree, so that no, so that he's in the shade. It's good. Yeah, but it's gotta go. But the, the, they said the, the the best time to chop down a tree, clean up a tree, is in October. That way, by by summer, it's a uh, full. Yeah, it's full grown yes so what else is there to know about staff besides weeds and trees (laughs) (laughs) well we have this farm it's about four acres or so and so it's a lot to keep up with still i mean i know there's bigger farms out there but when you're it's of course it's me and my wife and three boys and so she's always gone. So she's uh, ahead of, uh, which is, she goes off detail as a mail carrier, not a mail carrier, but like a, I don't know what you would call her title. So she's ahead of like a post office in every little place here and there. So she's off in every little town. So right now I think she's in Midland. Oh, wow. So, and then the next place she'll be in Ozona. So she's gone for weeks. So it's just me and the kids most of the time. And so I take care of everything here. So that keeps but, you uh, busy on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. That, that is that explains the 20 TikToks I get a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the animals. <laughs> no, yeah. I always, see, I always see you interact with your animals on, on your TikTok yeah. videos. Yeah. And everybody gets to know their, gets to know my animals like, more in a personal way because they know Pablo and Cotton Ball and you know they know all their names and so it's fun and yeah they get to know all their like personalities and stuff so it's interesting I did, uh, one video I saw that you were cleaning the where the pigs hang out uh-huh. and you're like hope I don't slip Oh, oh <laughs> as you're filming <laughs> yeah so I was like that's the first time I film me cleaning because it's real muddy in there and of course you know you're talking about like pig poop and yeah. you know it, it, you you would think it smells but it really doesn't but i know what's in there <laughs> <laughs> i guess as long as you know what's in there you're good right yeah and i'm like i do not want to fall i'm like i don't want to fall in this mess i could just see myself but but the pigs love to play all the time and so yeah. i have to go in there and mess with them once in a while 
Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I couldn't. I, we had <laughs> chickens when we first moved in here. And mm -hmm. um, we even have the cage. And the cage is nice and big where when fireworks start going off, that's where I put the dogs because they, they freak out. And um, and they're, one, they're, they're both huskies. And one of one of them's an Alaskan husky, so she chews through everything. So I don't, I, I might, <laughs> sorry people that are listening, sorry Paul, I know I'm a bad dog owner. Um, I put him in the cage, and yeah. uh, recently Max, he's a Siberian husky. Recently he caught on, and he's been living. I've had him for what six, five years, six years now, and he's caught on that if he goes to the cage, he's fine. So the like during Fourth of July, he wasn't scratching at the door. I'm like, I came out to look. I'm like, where the hell's the dog at? He put himself in that cage. But but yeah, when we first moved in here, my my father-in-law had chickens and he had like three goats. And I'm like, ah oh, nah, sweat Uh uh, I'm not taking care of your goats, dude. They gotta go. They gotta go. Wherever you got them, take them back. But now I <laughs> yeah, miss I those goats. goats. Now I miss those goats because freaking weeds get about as tall as me. <laughs> And uh, and I hate doing yard work, but we had chickens. <laughs> we had chickens, and he got rid of most of them, but it was like one rooster left. So there's a bike trail not that far from here. So my like, my kids and I would start going on this bike trail, and we noticed that there's this farm. They have horses. They have cows. They have they have um, chickens. And when I, I asked one of the guys, hey, man, I have a rooster at the house. Um, you guys want him? He goes, oh, Yeah. People that have chickens and roosters, half of the three quarters of these chickens and roosters, we didn't even buy. People just dropped them off. I was like, yeah. okay, so do you want another one? He goes, go ahead and bring them. And I'm like, all right, cool. So we caged them up and we drove them. It's not that far from here. We drove them over there. And um, the guy said, yeah, I just let him go. I'm like, all right, cool. We opened the cage and let him start walking. Within two minutes, he's fighting with another rooster. I'm like, oh, shit. And yep. the guy said, no, 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 no. Let them fight it out. I'm like, but they're going to kill each other. He goes, no, 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 no. They don't have the hooks. They they're good. Let them fight it out. Which one's the more macho? And then once they figure that out, they'll stop fighting. And my daughter's crying because she's like, no, he's going to kill him. Get in the car and let's go. You don't have to see this. Let's go. <laughs> That's my son. Yeah. He's like, no, Pablo's going to kill him. Pablo's going to kill Cotton Ball. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Nick. Those are roosters. What's his name? Your son's Pablo. Name? Your son's name? Oh, um, no, my son Nicholas. My son is Nicholas also. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to turn uh, 16 in a couple weeks. Yeah, Nicholas. He's Nick. going to turn 10. He's going to turn 10? Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. You got three more years to teenage years. Oh, and I then know. once they get there, hold on to your seats. Oh, I know. My oldest already moved out and went through his first breakup. And... Oh, no. Yeah. yeah, so my, I'm just like my my son hates haircuts, and I I walked in. Mine does too. Oh my god, why? Yeah. Why do they hate them? Well, it it's it's really a a um a texture thing. They don't they don't like the feeling of people touching their heads or their hair, you know, when they yeah. cut it. So it's it's really well. My son has ADHD, so. You know, it has to do with that. Well, I, what, in my opinion, what, 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 you know, what happened when I think what happened was the little miscommunication. So my wife texts me yesterday and she says, "Hey, my my dentist appointment was switched for nine o'clock, which would have, which is today, right?" And I responded mm -hmm. with, "Okay, cool." And our haircuts are eight o'clock. So she mentioned that to the boys, and when I got home, really, Dad, eight o'clock? Are you serious? <laughs> 
I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look, man, I understand you hate haircuts, but this is bullshit. It's time to get a haircut because we're going to go to Cancun next week, right? So uh -huh. in, 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 in a week from today, I will be in a freaking resort in Cancun. And uh, so I'm like, all right, you know what? You don't have to fucking go, you know, because I'm tired of him complaining. I walked in and he's like snapping at me for haircuts and I snap back. I'm like, you know what? You don't have to fucking go. But in 10 years from now, I don't want to hear you complaining that you look like shit in all your photos because your hair is messy. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> so, I, so I snapped at him and then I just like I went in the room and I sat in my room. It was hot in there, but I was like, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. And then my wife comes and tells me, hey, your brother's back. Oh, now I got to come out, right? And then <laughs> my son's more calm. And he's like, dad, but I mean, like, 8 o'clock, dad? I'm like, D are you thinking that 8 o'clock, like, in an hour? Yeah. No, kid, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning. So he kind of like, oh, oh, okay. And then <laughs> so I hear I hear him, um, like, around 8 o'clock. I start playing Fortnite with my youngest and my brother. We start playing. And I can hear my my son, my oldest Nick. He's in the in the in his room, and you can hear him laughing and giggling and mm -hmm. whatever. And I looked at the time. I'm like, is he talking to his friends, baby? He goes, yeah. Is that what he was? Is that what he's going to do at eight o'clock? That's why he fucking snapped at me. Like because he goes, yeah, eight o'clock is the sessions with his friends. I'm like, oh my god, kids. Yeah, my my kids just don't like it. My little one just does not like nobody touching his head, and he'd rather have long hair. And I'm like, nope. We're going to get haircuts. I told him the day the day that you um, can pay your own bills, you can pay for your own haircut. So if I yeah. pay. For, and it's not even that. It's not even that um that bad. I let them pick their own hairstyle on top. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, have them fade the back. If, yeah. the, if the top is too long, then we kind of trim it down a little bit. But they pick their. One of them has a frohawk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Freaking hair. I'm like, yeah. kid. You know you're going into high school, right? He goes, yeah. These kids are going to eat you alive, bro. And he's mm -hmm. like, I'll think about a new haircut until then. Right now, I'll still hit take my, okay, cool. And yeah, he <laughs> spikes it up on top and, and calls it a day. And uh, But yeah, no, the teenage years are are crazy. Yes, they are. A lot worse now than they were then, I think. Or maybe the times are just different. I don't know. No, I, I like... I tell them all the time too, like they do common sense, man. There is no common sense nowadays, man. Come on, yeah. kid. And mm -hmm. uh, I said yesterday too, I'm like, the common sense. You're supposed to save your progress when you're doing something on your computer. It's common sense. Yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah, no. Teenage years are crazy. Like I, I try not to snap at them. I try not to lose my shit. But yesterday, really, Dad? That's the first thing I hear when I walk in. Eight o'clock? Oh hell's no, nah, bro. <laughs> uh, we're gonna fight, bro. We're fighting. Any uh, any of uh, those kind of encounters with your oldest before he moved out? Um, at, at first with my oldest, it was it was difficult because um, we're we're I'm really close close with my boys, and I didn't want him to go, but realizing that he needed to grow and keep doing what he was doing and. Because he's going to be a firefighter, obviously, and and I just have this thing where I want them close to me. Right. <laughs> and oh, so, you're, but, you're one um, of those parents, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, um, I built you a house by me, though, you know? Like, you weren't supposed to go. Like, <laughs> it was kind of like a trick, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, build him a little tiny house right next to ours. And I was like, um, yeah. then he was like, Mom, I'm going to move and get a little apartment. But, son, you have a little house here. You know, but he was like, no, I want to move. And I guess he just felt trapped and still wanted to be on his own. So, and I don't know if it had to do with his girlfriend or not, but they're not together, which is good. We just spoke when we, so we spoke uh, on Monday or Tuesday. Uh -huh. about this? Remember I told you about that whole situation? Wow. And I, yeah, and so I was like, you know, I'm just going to let it happen and see what happens. And so he called me within, I think, a week when we spoke. Yeah. And he goes, Mom, I ended it. I, I, he goes, don't make a big deal out of it. I'm like, well, I, oh, I after you hung up, you for fucking celebrating, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, kind of. I, I, I kind of felt bad, you know, but, you know, I, I try to have empathy for her as well and try to understand but then realize that um men do go through a lot of mental uh, mental emotional abuse and they don't realize it and he finally realized it how much he was being controlled right so he wasn't allowed to have friends even as boys like he wasn't allowed to talk to his friends allowed to talk to none of his school friends he wasn't allowed to be on the phone he had to be on the phone at a certain time there was just so many rules and i think he finally realized it like seeing what his mom was seeing this whole time right and it was like i think it was just like he saw the light you know what it's 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 a trip um, because that's the same thing that happened with me in my first relationship was I couldn't talk to my friends. I couldn't, you know, I had to, I quit school. I, I was going to college and I quit going to school because of, uh, -uh you're not doing that. You're not, you no, know, there's, there's probably bitches there. Uh, well, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a public school. It's not an all boys school, you know? And yeah, yeah no, I, I grew up the same way. So, um, I just, didn't open my eyes and i mean by the time i did it was it was too late but yeah no um i know what he, i know what he's going through yeah it was difficult they were together for like four five years that's a long time for him he was he's not even 20. yeah okay yeah so yeah so it's his first you know first what middle school sweetheart or whatever or high school sweetheart whatever you want to call them yeah nowadays and so to get out of an uh I guess toxic relationship is really hard for anybody nowadays to get out of. So yeah. I was like extremely happy for him to the verge of tears because, you know, that's a, that's something that I couldn't do when I was in one. And I was like, Oh my gosh, my son actually did it. I was so happy. And so, um, yeah, just, so he's growing up he, mentally. He's also growing up, you know, he moved out, got his own apartment. He'll be a firefighter soon. Got out of the toxic relationship and is dating. Went on a date yesterday. I was like, go on all the dates you want. Yeah. Son. Go for yes. it. <laughs> Don't fall for the go, first one to bat yeah. their eyes towards you. Yeah. Uh huh. I go explore life. I was like, hang yeah. out with your, I tell people 
have fun with your friends. Just you don't know, bring me like, grandkids. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told him. <laughs> I, don't, I told him. I was like, I'm not that type of grandma that you're going to drop off them babies. <laughs> I was like, nope, don't think so. I go, I was like, I'm the grandma that you could, y'all both come over and then y'all take her with you or him, whatever. Like, no, no, and you I'm know what? I... And my wife's the opposite. <laughs> my wife's the opposite. She's like, I'm gonna, you can bring me all your babies. I'm like, fuck no, fuck no, nope, no, nope. no. Uh, <laughs> you know why? You know why I say that? Because when you're, when you've been a caregiver for so many years, like when I take care of my grandpa, and we talked about my grandpa too that day. Um, I took care of him for, gosh, I want to say 10, 15 years, somewhere around there. And then you have a special needs son that you're constantly having to take care of. Right. You know, and I try to explain this to my son. I don't want to take care of anybody. I don't want to keep continuing taking care of more and more people constantly. I said that. Um, I said that a long time ago because my mom had 12 of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm technically the oldest. So guess how many diapers I changed? Yeah. <laughs> At you were five years old. My you're brother, basically a parent. Uh -huh. My brother who's here visiting right now, he was a, an infant. And I changed his diaper and we're only six years apart. So, yeah. you know, so it's like, yeah, no. Uh, uh, I changed diapers from, what is it? We're talking 1998. I changed diapers all the way to what my kids uh, 2000, I'm going to say 2009, 2010, 2011. That's a lot of diapers. Yeah. Uh -uh. That is. Uh, so my, my daughter, my, uh, I had my cousin and his wife staying with us for a little bit. And uh, my daughter was, you know, like, you know, maybe 15, 14, 15 years old. And she was changing my godson's diaper. And I fucking lost, Steph, I lost my shit. I didn't care who was in the room. I lost my shit. Why the fuck yeah. is she changing that diaper? Oh, fuck no. Oh, hells no. And then, uh, and then you know, my, 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 my cousin's wife was like, kind of like, oh, shit, my, 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 my bad. No, Andy, my bad. My wife said, Andy, Andy, you know, no, what was the problem? Why is she changing that fucking diaper? And then my daughter's like, because I wanted to, but I don't want you to. No. No, I'm so, that was like like a fucking trigger to me. Yeah, I fucking true. lost my shit. <laughs> yeah, and it happens because you're you weren't a kid. You're still a kid yourself, and you're constantly changing diapers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah uh, that's why. But hey, that's why. I can change a mean diaper. You know what I mean? I can change a mean <laughs> diaper. I I've seen it all. I've seen all the colors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens when you're you're stuck taking care of your siblings constantly. Yeah, my but my wife's the opposite. She's she'll see a baby and that's it. But, um, she'll be like, oh, oh my god, and they and the thing is that she has the magic touch. Like, if, if you can't get your child to start cry, stop crying, give her give the baby to my wife and watch. And she... that's me, and I don't want it. <laughs> You have a gift, but you don't want it. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, uh, I don't know why they they come and do that hand thing where they want me. I'm like, mm -mm, nope, not ready for and, it. And I'm mm -mm. Uh, so I I had a traumatic event when I was 16 years old. I didn't happen to me. It didn't happen in front of me. But I held a baby, and this baby passed away a week later, you know, or a couple of days later. Yeah. And I was only 16 years old. So um, I mean, I got past it with my kids because they're my kids. But when somebody somebody else 
tries to hand me their infant child, I'm like, ah, chale, nope, uh-uh, yeah. sorry. And the, the babies will be looking at me, and I'll be like, I look at them straight in the eyes, and I'm like, I don't like babies. I don't like babies. And they don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm saying, and they're like <laughs> yeah. laughing or whatever, and they're trying to, for me to reach and grab them. No. And I've been with this family. I've been with my wife's family for, you know, 2012. So we're going on 11 years, right? On 4th of July weekend, that weekend before the 4th of July, my my brother, a different, my mom had 12 of us, so a different brother of mine's baby, his, gra- the baby's grandma brought the baby so we can see her at the event. And so the baby's like, you know, crying or whatever. So I actually picked her up and two of my sister-in-laws looked at me like, like they look shocked because I'm holding a baby. <laughs> like if they had their cameras out, they would have been to see this is real. And I'm like, and I'm holding the baby. I'm like, why are you crying, kid? Why are you crying? We're blood. We're family. Stop crying, kid. And then once, once I couldn't get her to stop crying, like a minute later, here you go. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. But yeah, no, it was shocking to my sister-in-laws that I grabbed the baby because I don't. I've actually, um, I, Elena, she's, uh, she's seven now, nine maybe. I'm not sure. She's a little, she's, this, this, she was maybe a year old and she was staring at me like for like five minutes just following me around and i went what are you looking at <laughs> so for <laughs> two years when she would see me she would cry <laughs> oh my I'm like, i just i just don't i'm not i'm not i don't touch babies i don't i just my, my but my wife is the opposite you can give her all the babies you want and she'll hold uh, on to them and she'll put them to sleep and everything i mean yeah they're adorable and stuff i'm just you know i stick to chickens yeah well my <laughs> son my son he's about to like i say nicholas he's about to turn 16 he has that gift too because recently um the same um so i said elena right his his her little brother he's got to be maybe five no i'm sorry six seven maybe he's a little one little tiny thing he's he's a cool little kid and uh and then he comes up to me he's like tio andy que pasó, mijo? what's going on buddy how can i help you he's like do you want to be my nino for my first communion and i'm like and i was shocked i was like you wait a minute me like i'm thinking the asshole of the family is being asked and so in my head i'm like what and i looked back at his mom and his mom's like shaking her head yeah he he wants you to be his Nino. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, mijo. No, no problem. I got you. I got you. She goes, okay, cool. That way you can bring Nick more often. I was like, what the? F-? I look at his mom, and she shakes her head again. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, what's going on? He goes, yeah. He asked. He asked. Um, he's asking you because you're Nick's dad. That way you have no excuse to not bring Nick over more often. <laughs> I'm like, this little kid is using me. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're good at that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, my son Nick has that touch, too. Then now he's thinking about um, being one of those uh, physical therapists for, for kids, the ones that come to your house. And they, mm-hmm. you know, so he, he has that, that gift with kids. And, you know, like, like I said, for, for, me to be at, for, for me to be asked to be someone's Nino because of my son. I'm sure by the time the kid finishes thing, my son will be 18. You can just pick my son, but I, I feel used. But, but <laughs> you know, he has that gift himself that I'm like, okay, kid, go for it. That's what you feel you need to do. That's what you want to do. I mean, on 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 last sat last Sunday we had a uh, another one of my brother-in-laws. His baby turns one, and I think in August, September. 
and they asked my son to go over and do a photo shoot because my son got into photography. And uh, so he took his camera over there and he's snapping away and taking pictures, making the baby laugh and everything. So I was like, yeah, my son, my son has that same gift my wife has. So hopefully um, he does something good with his life. So I'm sure your son will, you know, open his eyes one day and he'll be fine. That's the same thing I told my son, Mijo, you, you will get your heart broken, kid. You will yeah. get your heart broken. But instead of doing what dad almost did and jump in front of a train, you're not going to do that. You will come talk to me. I will, you know, I will listen to you. Um, I, I like that. I like the, um, those sayings that you see all over the internet nowadays. I'd rather listen to you um, than, than attend your funeral. So I told, I told my kid, you come talk to me, come talk to me. So just be there for your son. Your son will yes. come talking to you. He, they always need their mamas. Yes. They and always need close. Their That's good. And I, yeah. And I refuse to have a relationship like I do. Well, I don't have a relationship with any of my family. So, but I, I, you know, definitely keep that communication with my son and we're very, um, emotionally tied together too and so we're like allowed to show emotions and feelings and yeah you know and love and stuff so he calls me every day and i like every day that's good <laughs> probably, no that's good probably like 10 times a day and on facetime oh you're one of them <laughs> so, too huh <laughs> i tell my wife like why do you have to call your mom every day we just saw her like 10 minutes ago oh, yeah. swag it out. like i'm like i'm that i'm that i'm like uh, her sister called the other day and i'm like can your family just give us a break <laughs> <laughs> so i'm that asshole i'm telling you i'm the asshole of the family yeah but, I, um, well, I really don't talk to a lot of people but it's just my kids yeah, I just, like I, I said, I just, like, can we just have our privacy for once? Can we just do our own thing? <laughs> and you know what's funny is that when we do have those one t those weekends where we don't have any family gatherings or anything, we do nothing. We just fucking sit on the sofa and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> you got to move to the country. Right. Right. <laughs> right. But um, the reason why um, you said you said earlier, family, the family, uh, you, you had yes. mentioned to me. Because we're talking, and you know, I, I like to get to know people before I bring them on. I don't want them to think that I'm a creepo and whatever uh -huh. as well. I mentioned to you that I was a black sheep of the family, and you mentioned you were the black sheep of society. Yes. Is that what got you doing the, the TikTok videos? I know um, I know you talked about your grandpa a lot. You just mentioned him right now. Um, one of your TikTok videos is what caught my attention because you were talking about your grandpa. Oh, grandpa was also a black sheep of the family. Oh, okay. So, um, I, um, grandpa, when grandpa passed away, um, I took it really hard. And although it wasn't, um, blood related, except that he was, you know, my kid's grandpa, I, took it extremely hard because he was really the only one who embraced who I was as a person and took me in as one of his own, basically adopted me. Right. So when he passed away in, it was, was it May 9th of 2021, which was the day after my birthday. Oh man. Yeah, so I was in the hospital, 
and he got sick and so I was stuck in the hospital on my birthday but that was like my the anniversary of when my dad also had committed suicide and so it was like a triple whammy on that weekend because it was like like explosion of emotions right and so I had to just like just focus on one thing and then you got mother's day which to me is just another dang day but you know <laughs> i'm like it's just another dang day i'm mother every day <laughs> <laughs> right but um you know it's just seeing grandpa and everything that he's done for me and it, it was extremely difficult and he it's hard to explain how the type type of person grandpa was because although grandpa was a very smart man. He was in the Air Force, retired. He traveled a lot, stationed in Japan, United Kingdom. I mean, he did everything. And I think I looked up to him more than anyone I've ever did, did in my life. So I've never really had anybody to look up to. Right. So I never had a role model. So uh, to have the man that... I looked up to my kids looked up to and you know, I knew that he was going to pass away, you know, it was like extremely difficult. And so, like I said, you know, once he passed and we, you know, had that all done with and, and had him cremated and stuff. And I, um, I, it took me at least a year and a half, to grieve him and I've never I know I lost my dad you know everybody goes through grief a different way yeah and I know I lost my dad and um I was young when I lost him so I was like six you know I always felt a void with when I was little with my dad but I never really felt a true meaning of loss till I lost somebody who wasn't even blood related to me, but yet I felt like meant the world to me. And that's why, you know? and, and you had mentioned that on your, on your, on your TikTok video about your grandpa. Yeah. And that's the reason that that's what caught my attention um, to your videos, because you're talking about an individual that is not blood related to you. And it reminded me of, of, of me, you know, I, I, I helped um, my daughter is, was only four months old when I walked into her life and, and to this day, I mean, I am her father, and even though she has not mm -hmm. spoken to me in two years, but I'm still her father. And um, yeah, it's like it, it, it was good to hear that there are other people out there that I hear it more and more nowadays that there are a lot of people out there that have raised someone else, either someone else's kid or in your case, you know, uh, like a granddaughter. He raised you like a granddaughter. I have a friend yeah. of mine, a friend of mine, my hey man. I haven't seen your daughter on your post lately. Everything cool? And he was like, oh, yeah, his her mom doesn't let me see her anymore. I'm like, what? 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 That's, get some custody, bro. And he's like, I can't. She wasn't biologically my daughter. And I was like, holy shit. No, I, I, I didn't believe that because the same, he's always posting. He's always hanging out with her. He's always taking her to eat, taking her fishing and stuff like that. He has the same picture that I have of my daughter holding a little fish that we cut off the pier. You know, it's like, holy shit. And I got that same reaction when people heard my podcast. 
in the beginning where I was saying, you know, the custody, how I ended up getting custody of my daughter, uh, and the boys was easier, but the, and my daughter was a little bit harder, but we still got it. Like I got a buddy of mine called me, say, wait a minute, that's not your real daughter. I'm like, well, she's my daughter. She's just not blood. I mean, but she's my daughter. People were shocked. Yeah. You know, even in court, even in court, when we went to court, they're like, yeah, my witnesses went up there. It's like, I didn't even know my wife. She's like, I didn't even know that this wasn't his real daughter until <laughs> until we went to court. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, when someone really does care about you, they'll do anything for you. And, and I do believe that. And he did make me believe in a lot of things in myself. Right. Like he, he is, I don't know, he just, he was an amazing person. Although his kids, he, like his kids didn't attend his uh, funeral. and, and Wow, you know, he was had, really the black sheep, huh? Yeah, he, he, you know, and it's, everybody has their personal reasons, but grandpa, no matter what you did, his true colors showed in the end because he always did for them no matter what even though they did so many wrong things he always did for his kids no matter what he always did for their kids right and so he taught me even though some people will always treat you bad still tried to be as still try to do good in the end and uh, he like I said, like we weren't blood related or anything, but he, whenever he passed, he was in the end, he was still mindful. He paid like he did everything. Grandpa (laughs) was very smart. Let's just say that he was very intelligent guy, extremely intelligent. And so he was, you know, when older people grow older, they do get stuck in their own ways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so whenever it was his time to go, he wanted things a certain way. And whenever I found out he left certain things to me, he also left certain things to his kids still. And so even though they didn't communicate and they treated him poorly and stuff, he still left them with things that they probably I, in my opinion, they didn't deserve because of how poorly they treated him. But it wasn't my place to say they didn't deserve it. Right. But in Grandpa's heart, it made him feel that he was still doing good before he left. And that taught me a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, like just watching your, like I said, just watching your TikTok videos and you talking about your grandpa is like, this grandpa was a good this this person was a good a good man i mean you even named your farm after him yeah i haven't put the sign up yet because i I don't feel like it i I haven't had that closure yet but yeah i have the sign i have a huge sign that has his you know papa allen's farm and i just haven't you know i haven't put it up yet yeah no I, i i uh i mean i didn't have a relationship with my grandpa because you know he they moved to texas and my mom my mom is the kind of person that she'd rather, you know, have your siblings fight each other and whatever. So she always told us these horrible things about them. Oh, they don't love us. They left. They took your brothers and blah, blah, blah. So I learned to hate my grandparents for a long time, you know. And then 
eight years later, there comes my little short grandma with my <laughs> two big ass brothers. Uh, walks to the front door and says, where the hell have you guys been for the past eight years? I've been looking for you guys. I lost all respect for my, my mother that day. And um, so that day started with me having a relationship with my, with my, um, with my grandma. She was always home. She was, uh, you know, she, she didn't work. My grandpa believed that she should, have, she should be at home. And uh, so she, she, you call the house and she was always home. He was a trucker. The only way to get a hold of him was through a CB radio, and well, that was hard. And uh, so I didn't start having a relationship with him until he start until he retired. And this is already what this is. I'm already in my mid twenties, and only saw him really when he came down, or I called my grandma. He happened to be home, and um, I still remember the last conversation I had with him. He was venting about my <laughs> my brothers at home, and and uh, and. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have a, a grandpa in my life, and uh, I, um, when, like I said, when he passed, when he passed, um, I got a call from my grandma. And he says, "Hey, you know, just let you know that, you know, Tony. She was calling Tony, not my husband or anything. Like Tony, Tony's uh, is sick, and he he might he's gonna he's gonna pass away." And uh, so I drove from California, my very first time road trip. Got in the car, drove to to my wife. You know, we were already, we were only together for a few. For what is it? Maybe not even a year, and uh, she's like, "Let's go!" And uh, she fund the, the the she fund the uh, the rent car rental, and we took off, and uh, and uh, yeah, my 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 grandpa got he goes wheeled in. They brought him back from the hospital, and they put him in, they put him in his bed, and uh, my grandma's like, "Yeah, you know, you know, he's can be no, Look who came! Look who came!" And she apparently he was losing his memory. Uh, and uh, you know who that is? And he responded, Postelandi? Like, oh. all, <laughs> And he, she's like, she walked away. See, he's going to die stubborn. <laughs> like, <dang. laughs> my, my grandma had no filter. My grandma had no filter. Yeah. And uh, she, she was like, see, he's going to die freaking um, stubborn. And, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, no, I um, talked to him and we were there for, with him for a little bit. My grandpa, my, he hugged my Nicholas actually for the, for the last time, Nick was the last person he he hugged, and uh, and my my grandma was like, we, I think he has like radiation in his body, so he can't really be touching anybody. And oh, okay, then so um yeah, so that was it. That was he hugged Nick, and that was it. And then uh, I ended up getting home, so we drove back home. And the moment I pulled into the get home, pull into the gasoline station, my brother Danny calls me and says, hey, um he he's gone. And I remember breaking down in the in the gasoline station, just like ah. Oh, fuck you know like shit i was i called my baby's mom hey can you come pick up the kids i'm right here at the gasoline station because uh i didn't have i don't know I didn't, I didn't have full custody back then so i'm like hey i'm here i'm back in town um you can come grab the kids i was like just i was a mess and then it's, it's a trip because now it's like my brother went to go visit visit uh they're in Oxnard, california so at the cemetery and uh he went over there on yeah on friday i think and I'm like, I made the joke, hey, are they still hanging out? Are they still hanging around? Because <laughs> they're on the, you know, they're cremated, they're on the wall. He's mm-hmm. like, yep, they're still there. <laughs> so, but no, it sounds it sounds like your grandpa was a great man. And that's what caught yeah. my attention to your videos. Yeah, he was. He was, he was good. He's, they're both cremated right here in front of me, always staring at me. Oh, you have them in the house? <laughs> yeah. So you can definitely do no wrong. <laughs> yeah, always staring at me. He's always watching me, so... Uh, always there, always there. I always feel his presence constantly. 
make sure good. he's always watching me. I'd say he will always watch me. So, yeah, around, but, the, around yeah. the times that, that my grandpa passed, around the time that my grandpa passed away, I was going through you know financial situations. The checks weren't as big, and you know um, the whole custody thing was being uh, an issue financially. Um, that maybe a couple of days that he he passed away, he came into a dream of mine and he told me everything's gonna be all right, everything's gonna be all right. Like and I and that's all he said. I look back to then to now financially i'm still broke but everything's all right everything is all right it's funny because uh i told my grandma the next night and the next morning or what i grandma i think pops came to visit me and he told me that everything's gonna be all right ah well he never visits me i'm like oh, <laughs> grandma it's okay it's okay uh, you it's know okay <laughs> but you know what's funny that she got mad because my grandpa never visited her but yeah, she came to visit my wife when she passed. I'm like, what the hell, Grandma? You're my grandma. What do you mean, my, what do you, babe? What do you mean, my grandma was telling you something? Yeah, she was talking to me in my dream. She came to visit me. I'm like, the fuck, man? I think it's payback because my grandpa never went to go visit her, so she's not visiting yeah. me now. I believe that Grandpa visits us all the time. We always hear noises and stuff. My my little one always hears noises, and he's like. <gasps> Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I know my it's sad it's sad because my, my our grandma passed away in December of twenty one and mm -hmm. then um sadly my wife's grandma passed away four months later almost to the T. And every time there cause she, and she only lived like three houses down. So my my uh -huh. wife always saw his grandma, her grandma. And uh and every time like like in the I was in, I'm in the garage, right? And I'll be like I'll be like my wife. I'm in the garage and my wife comes in here and I'm like, I, I like to be a clown, and and I, what do you want, woman? Come on, chingas! I make a kid is. I, I'm in the I'm busy doing something and and no joke, she'll leave, but my wife's little music box in the back back there. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can see those racks over there in the back. Uh -huh, I have, I she has like four shelves. Uh -huh. She has a music box on there. I'm right here recording a podcast and I'm talking to my guests and all of a sudden, I look back. Her music box is going off. <laughs> okay, Grandma, I'm sorry. Grandma, I'm sorry. Abuelita, I'm sorry. I won't. I won't pick on Letty anymore. I'm sorry. And then we'll be in the. It's a trip because our master bedroom will lock on its own. <laughs> and uh, and it's like like so. Yesterday, for example, when I was I got upset with my son, I went into the room, and my wife went and knocked. Like a couple hours later, she went and knocked on the door. And then I got up and I opened the door and she's like, what happened? She's like, why did you lock the door? I'm like, I didn't. She said, you didn't unlock it right now when you opened the door? No, I just opened the door. And there's been times where I, I, I'll knock on the door. Babe, why did you lock the door? And I'm, I told you, I told you it's your grandma. Your grandma's here and she's locking the door. <laughs> she doesn't like, she, I don't, she knows I don't like locked doors and she locks the door. <laughs> so, oh, I believe it. Oh, I 100% believe it that they're, they're present. Yes, I know. Grandpa always cracked me up, though. He, he was oh, he was a wine drinker too. I have his last two bottles over here too. Oh. And, yeah, and let me tell you, when I say he was a wine drinker, I would have to pour some in empty water bottles and measure it for him because he would finish at least three three or four bottles a day. Wow. Yeah. Like, you know, those big wine bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would go over there and he would be drunk. 
and, and, like walking in Walker, still like drunk walking. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Grandpa. Grandpa will have me lie to his doctor saying that he didn't drink. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> like, he would have me lie all the time. And he'd be like, I only have one. What is, what's that saying? One glass of wine or one glass a day? Could, yeah, yeah or something. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, he would have me lie all the time, cover up. And once I had to bust him out of a. Uh, uh, not a nursing home, but well, kind of because he got really sick on pneumonia. Like he had me breaking rules for him all the time. I love how you said. I love. I love how you said. I bust him out. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> like he would get me in trouble. He would all like he just knew I. I guess I was the one because you know I, I had the backbone all the time and I yeah. always talk crap, you know. But still, you know. Yeah. It's like he got pneumonia once there. It's like you go to a nursing nursing home to get better i don't think they really take care of you like yeah yeah exactly so he ended up going because he broke his back i guess it's a place where you try to get better i don't know if it's a nursing home or a place where you just it's like they they, my grandma was in this place and they called it like rehab i'm like but she's not an alcoholic she drinks pepsi like there's no tomorrow but she's not an alcoholic yeah it's rehab it's like a rehab center yeah yeah like yeah like rehab center and then he ended up getting um, pneumonia there, and they didn't listen to him, and he got so angry because he got fever, and and Grandpa's the type that he he gets really angry. You know, he's in the he was in the, in the military, you know, yeah. and and so he was like, get me out of here, and so we busted him out of there and took off. We didn't sign papers. I'm like, oh my gosh, Grandpa, you're gonna get me in trouble. They're gonna call <laughs> Adult Protective <laughs> Services on me, and I'm gonna jail. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she, he is always telling me. Yeah, I, I call. I, I I think I call. My the thing about bones I hear in older people is that it takes a long time, or maybe even never heals. And uh, my grandma ended up uh, falling a few years ago, and uh, she she's a t- kind of person that likes to keep things to herself. So I lectured my brother that lives with her, and I ripped him a new one. I'm like, I don't give a shit if she says no. You tell me. That she is ill or she's sick or she foul. Or if you don't, I'm going to beat your fucking ass myself. And um, and uh, so he would tell me, he would notify me ever since then. Hey, you know, she 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 doesn't, I mean, okay, I'm not going to go tell her, hey, well, este me dijo that you are doing this or this is what happened. No, but at least keep me in the loop. And um, so she ended up, I guess, um, the bone never healed. So she ended up in this rehab, like pretty much she fell. Yeah. Eight months later, she ends up in this rehab center because she's in pain. They mm-hmm. find out that she's broke, that her she has a broken bone. And and every day, mijo, I want to get out of here. Mijo, I want to. Grandma, <laughs> yeah. just listen to what they're telling you to do, grandma. No, I can't. And you have, like, other kinds of people in there, like, mentally ill people, too. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. screaming and they're freaking her out. And the lady, her roommate doesn't want to watch the same novella she does. And it's like, she's, yeah. I think she complained more about the, her roommate than she did about the nurses. And yeah. uh, and she was happy the day they moved her roommate, and um, so then um, she ends up she ends up back home and she's fine. So I went to go visit her in August of twenty one, saw her for a couple of days, and you know she she um, hung out with the boys and they're watching novelas. And I told the boys just go in there for half an hour, hang out with her. I understand you guys don't speak Spanish, but just go in there, hang out with her. I walk in there half an hour later, and my grandma's laughing because my son, the little one, Julian keeps counting how many times they say mexico and how many times somebody cries you know so, 
So every time, look that, look that. That's the fifteenth time someone's cried in the last half an hour. And my grandma understands English, so she was laughing at at, at how many yeah, times. Yeah, but that, but the fact that they were in there hanging out with her and you know. But that's what older people love. They love smaller kids, and I think that's why Grandpa hung uh, hanged on for so long because of my little one. Right. Well, because of the kids, you know. But he enjoyed. I spent most of my life hanging out with grandpa there you go and and grandma before she passed i took care of her until she passed and then grandpa and you know it's like they they don't like a lot of people assume that older people like being by themselves they don't they don't like being by themselves they love seeing the kids and they like being part of our world oh i believe you and you know it's but it was really difficult for me to balance everything out and, you know, going back and forth, back and forth to two houses, you know, I was keeping up with one house and then keeping up with their house and just constantly the back and forth. And, but, um, it was, it was, it was a, a bittersweet whenever it, it, it was sad that he passed, but then it was, it was kind of both cause it was such a huge, such a long, like, 16 years or so of going back and forth, back and forth. And I gave a huge, huge part of my life to them. Right. And, and, you know, time, like I said, time is everything. You can never get that back. Like I, he, I mean, he put me through school and I finished school. I mean, he paid for all that stuff and I finished school. He didn't have to. And it was a surprise, but I got my bachelor's degree with that. And, and, but then I ended up being a writer and, you know, an artist, like I had told you that day. Yeah. And, but, you know, I have, will always be so grateful for everything he's taught me and, and installed in me. And, and then I could, of course, you know, put that into the kids. But, you know, Grandpa has done so many things. And what's funny is a lot of older people don't get that, that attention, you know. And so they do love 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 like attention and oh, I, kids. I, I believe you i i i it was uh I, I was telling my brother i'm like you know what sucks about grandma's passing is that she died alone she died alone yeah. like it was like my sister on her way here to visit me stopped by to visit her at at this at this rehab center and my grandma was not having it because she was like oh i look like shit and you know so um you know so when we got the word that she had passed she was technically alone and like my my wife's grandma four months later when they get the the word oh you know she is probably gone in the next less than 24 hours her house was flooded with people flooded with people and it's like that broke my heart i'm like fuck man my grandma died alone yeah my grandma I mean, died alone and it, and it killed me man it's like fuck yeah. dude but no you're right like example with the my grand my mother-in-law you know my boys who are 14 and going on 16, they hear her voice and they're, Grandma! Grandma! And they run to her. I'm like, guys, you guys just saw her like five minutes ago at church, you know? And I'm like, Grandma! And I'm like, dude, I'm like, I, I, I didn't have all that. So sometimes to me it's like, it's like, oh, God, here we go again. And that's, why I do yeah. that my, and that's why I do that with my family, my wife's family, when they call or whatever. I'm like, fuck, you guys just spoke an hour ago. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't yeah, have I that. I didn't me have either. that. Do I deep down inside like it? Yeah. I just want to admit it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I do. I, I, I loved it. You know, And you know what? In Grandpa's eyes, those kids could do no wrong. Yeah. No wrong. 
Yeah, I was I was grandma's favorite, and then uh, and then uh, I I said that in front of my brother one day, and oh yeah, no, hands down, you were. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> And, and you know, and and then I think about it, and I'm like, even though Grandpa was was not the greatest dad either, you know, he 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 wasn't, but he still could see his kids as not, even though he, you know, m- money's money, you know, money can replace all the things that you did wrong, even as a parent, but it still shows some type of appreciation and care for them and still that he still remembered them as being part of him, even though they weren't around. Right. So, I mean, just things like that is, you know, he's taught me lots of life lessons. And so that's why, um, going back to the farm, you know, I named it after him. He's, he's been the whole yeah, he's been a huge part of my life. So, and not even part blood related, which is crazy. Which is the best part in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. It's the best part in my eyes. That's the best part. That's what caught my attention on your videos. Yeah. And I and just, you know, <laughs> I hit follow on people. Hopefully they follow back so I can <laughs> let them know, dude, your grandpa was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I try to follow people back, uh, genuine followers. I'm very. The black sheep of society, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I told try, me that. <laughs> I, I try to follow genuine, authentic, authentic people back who really are kind of like me, most kind of, you know. And um, I try to grow with them as they they're trying to grow too. And um, so it's I'm I'm just not about the whole you know validation, and I don't need the hearts and the likes. And, you know, that's probably and, a different topic, but, you, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, no, I might, I've been asked, like, dude, you've been doing your podcast for over two years. Have you not seen any money? No, because I'm not doing it for money. It's a hobby. Mm-hmm. I actually was itching last week. Who can I get on? I want to do a podcast. And Yeah, uh, that's the way I am, too. Even with my book. My son will ask me, have you made any money? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't care. It's like, I don't even post them up all the time or you know i mean when people remind me i will but you know i did it because i had so many emotions you know and you do things because it's good self-therapy and that's one thing grandpa taught me a lot a lot of self-coping skills and self-therapy and be more outspoken without feeling the need to feel as though you have to belittle yourself because people are gonna look at you weird yeah you know what i mean no, and, 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 so, and that's why I say in one of my in my in my in my um like promo or the advertising of the podcast, I say it's a good therapy session. Mm-hmm. And it's I mean I just it, it's not like I'm trying to be Doctor Phil with you guys. I'm just letting you talk, letting you get stuff off your chest. And I'm like I said, I had one of my guests was on here five episodes straight, and um, one of them she's crying. And once we turned off the microphone, she told me, thank you. She said, I needed to get that off my chest. And some people hold stuff in and hold stuff in. And I, even recently, I told my mother-in-law, Sweda, you can't hold things in. You got to let them out. I want to yeah. see you. I want to see you angry once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? In those generations, like in my mom's generation, they didn't. I don't. I'm pretty sure that they weren't. They didn't express their emotions like a lot of us are trying to do now. They weren't allowed to. It was showing. Yeah. It was like showing weakness. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it caused 
a lot of trauma for our generation. And now in our generation, we're like self-therapy. We don't need validation. We're doing all this meditation and coping skills and we're breaking out of it and finding out who we are as a person and so we don't need none of that trauma crap anymore yeah no, I, no, and my wife said that the when she saw i mean i still throw my tantrums i still i'm still a little kid inside sometimes i have a lot of you know trauma from growing up and stuff that just running late i fucking lose my shit and uh, so i still have uh to, to work on it but it's like I, she noticed that when I started doing my podcast, I've 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 mellowed out a little bit, you know. And mm-hmm. I come on here with people that have similar situations, similar stories, and and I and yeah, it, it, I mean, like I said, it it is a good therapy session. People have told me all the time, like it's like me coming to your podcast was was good therapy. I'm all right, cool. And if we can teach something, we can teach someone something new and let them know that they're not going through it alone. And you know, there's other people that have it that. It, you know, similar situation that you're going through. I mean, people hear my story and they're like, oh shit, maybe I don't have it that bad. <laughs> yeah. Look, grandpa taught me a lot of patience. Okay. And I don't want to do politics or anything, but grandpa was a Democrat. Okay. And I am a, a Republican. So <laughs> <laughs> me and grandpa were constantly fighting with each other. <laughs> and I was, and he would sit there and watch his news every night. And guess what I had to do with them? Are sit you? there and watch it with them. <laughs> Every night I had to sit there and watch his news with him. And he would be looking at me like, uh-huh, see? See? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Do I have to go through this hell again, Grandpa? There, really? there, There's two examples that I use. And it's when I'm explaining to people, do you want to know when you know you're – do you want to know when you know you're old? One, your pantry turns into a mini pharmacy. Two, you start watching the news. <laughs> My son, <laughs> she's shaking her head. My son walked in one day. He co- comes into the living room, and it, I'm up. I'm up early. It's four or five in the morning, and I'm not recording a podcast. So I'm, I'm just turn on the news, and I'm watching the news. And my kids walk into the living room, and they're like looking at me, looking at the TV, looking at me, the TV. Dad, that's for old people. <laughs> what the hell? Look. I don't watch any TV whatsoever, not even the news. I, I really, I, and my kids are like, mom, you don't watch no TV whatsoever. I'm like, no, I don't watch TV. I read, I write, I spend time outside. Yeah. I just, um, learning to unlearn a lot of things that we've been taught when we were in school or whenever we grew up and things that just did not make sense. Right. At all. And so I am just, unlearning all those toxic behaviors that my kids don't need to learn of course for me no of course yeah because <laughs> i'm still learning and i'm 40 so, uh... <laughs> oh trust me I'm, I'm right right there with you i'm 41 and i'm still learning yeah i think we can never learn enough from one another right. and we learn from our kids too so and we learn from older people i learn a lot from older people my age I there, love listening to older there, people. There was this, I, I just recently used this uh, example. I was uh, in my 20s going through hell and back and almost homeless and doing this. I, I didn't have a job for two and a half years. And I had a buddy of mine, Frank, who, who also passed away recently. Um, he wanted me to, he asked me if I wanted to go help him paint. And trust me, I fucking hate painting. <laughs> but I walked into this house, beautiful house, and they had this massive I'm going to say two by 10, like picture frame on the wall. 
and it said when I was, I don't remember exactly the, every statement, so I'm just going to kind of like eyeball it. Mm -hmm. I think the first one, when I was five, I learned that bugs were disgusting. When I was seven, I learned that girls were yucky. When I was 15, I learned that, you know, whatever you learn at 15. But the one that stuck out the most that said, when I was 95, I learned that I had a lot to learn. And it had yes. like maybe 20, 30 different examples of what he learned at what age. But at 95, he learned that he had a lot to learn. Yeah, and that's true. And I, and Grandpa taught me that too. But you know, like you, he will always be learning something. He always read the newspaper or he always wanted to know something. And he always, I owe, and I always drew stuff on his mirrors every night mm -hmm. in his bathroom. Uh-huh. So I always with magic marker, I always drew like his, you know, like Hillary Clinton and stuff, or like quote, quote. <laughs> I, you I did, monster! I, did, I know I did things for him out of love, even though I did not like it. But <laughs> you know, I did funny little quotes for well, him. Well, and... my my grandma was a hardcore Forty Nine er fan, and yeah. I walk in her house for the first time. In what we're talking nine years, eight years, wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey, and she tells me, "Back up, Satan, back up." <laughs> you know that was me and Grandpa. Which, you know, I would be wearing uh, like a, something Republican, and he'd be like, just staring at me. He was like, "Where did you get that from? What trash can did you get that from?" Or he'll say something smart, and he, you know what, he could talk crap. He can talk crap. Boy, I'm telling you, he, he had a backbone too, but he also was extremely patient with me. Like, he was so patient with me. And it was like he was my grandpa one day, but then kind of like father-like, which is different from being a grandpa. Right. So father-like was when he was like, okay, you need to do this and be more, you know, control yourself, you know, because I had anger issues too. So he'll teach me to kind of like, Calm down. Be cool. He always said, "Be cool. Be cool." <laughs> <laughs> That's how it would be like. Be cool, because I would do it too. And he always taught me to just like chill out. It'll be okay. You know, everything will work out. He always told me that, like everything's gonna work out. And so when something's not working out, I could hear his voice all the time. And before he even passed, he he like pat my head like that, like a little <laughs> child, and he's like, "Everything's gonna be okay." So. I always he, remember that's that when the same things aren't phrase, going. Yeah. The same phrase my grandpa said in my dream. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay all the time. And yeah. so I remember things like that, just little things like that. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to forget certain things that he has said. And they always pop up every now and then. You yeah. Know, pop up here yeah. and there. Because, you know, when I was going through that grieving process, I think I kind of like black out certain things. You know, right. whenever you just kind of want to just not remember certain things. So, yeah, it, it was it was difficult for a while there. But, you know, I told you I have a child with special needs. Yes. And so being the black sheep of a family and how I don't have no connection with my brothers or sisters because I'm the middle child of five, of course, and I don't speak to any of them and and all that stuff, all that boring stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
my son who has special needs has Williams syndrome. And I do believe that God does things on purpose. And he gave me a child. That keeps Hold you distracted. From, <laughs> that keeps you distracted from all that bullshit. <laughs> well, <clears throat> he has a syndrome that is that he loves more. <laughs> Andale. Yeah. Andale. karma. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like he, yeah, exactly. It's like it's bitter and sweet too because it's like I can't have. Sometimes I can't have a bad day because here comes that. Like he's all happy, and I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh. <laughs> Like he's so happy, and I'm like, I can't. I can't. You know what? We we could be siblings. You know that we we could be siblings. I can be in that bitchy mood, and there comes my boys. Hi, dad, and they want to hug. And then my 14 year old wants to hold my hand in public. Like we're at Target, and he holds my hand, and I'm like, kid, you're embarrassing me in front of my friends. And like, dad, you don't have any friends. So yes, (laughs) yes, I'm anti lovey dovey, and I hear my kids are. Trying to hold my hand in public. I'm like, oh, my God. So I know I know, we, 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 we can be related. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and his his syndrome, they have um, the extra dose of um, oxytocin that we don't have. Right. And so no matter what's going on, he's always going to have a good day. And so I'm like, I wish thing i wish i could have that like that extra oxytocin you know that god gave him and so it's like that extra boost every time i see him he's just always so happy you know yeah. it's like he's and he, he, he's always so happy and i'm like oh it's it's funny you said that i wish i had that because my wife said the same thing one day so i had a friend of mine call me and he i've known this kid since he was like one and he called me one day. Hey, man, I can't get a hold of my mom. Have you heard from her? I'm like, no, kid, I haven't. So why can't he get a hold of her? I'm very nervous. I'm panicky. I I, I, I don't know what to do because his mom moved to, to TJ. So he lives in California. Mm-hmm. He lives in central, like uh, south central California. And um, she moved to TJ. And I haven't heard from her. I haven't heard from her. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, if I hear from her, bro, I'll, I'll let you know. And this is like 10 o'clock at night. I'll let you know, bro, and then and we'll go from there. He goes, okay, man, thank you. I hang the phone up. I face the phone down so no more light brings me, wakes me up. And I go right to bed, Steph. I fell asleep. My wife, on the other hand, is nervous and freaking out and doesn't know what the fuck's going on with my friend. Or, you know, she's <laughs> like a mom to me. And she's up till 2 in the morning, Steph. And she tells me the next morning, I wish I had that. I wish I had what you have. What? No heart. I was up panicking. <laughs> She's a, I was up panicking till two o'clock in the morning while you're sleeping like a fucking baby. <laughs> that would be me. I would be asleep. Yeah, I would be asleep because I'm a hard sleeper sometimes. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Go for it. I was gonna tell you this story. I'll tell you a story about my wife real quick. Um, um she had heard one night uh something. You know, we live out on the on the farm, and we have lots of animals around here. And she heard a big noise in the carport. Uh huh. And she woke me up, and she was like, "There's somebody at the carport. Somebody is in our carport trying to break in." And I'm like, "What?" And I was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Nobody could come in." And she's like, "Yes." She was very serious. Yeah. Like very serious and scared. 
and <clears throat> she's supposed to be the more, you know, macho one, of course. <laughs> And <clears throat> that's lies. I am. I'm actually <laughs> the more one. But anyway, <laughs> she's like like under four foot, probably. Oh. And so, <laughs> but so I went out there and and let me tell you, okay, we carry, okay, but we go out there with nothing. And I don't know what we were thinking, okay? We go out there. I think, you know what, honestly, I probably had a spatula or something. I don't know what I had. I don't know what I was thinking. We're you walked out, out with the chancla. Yeah. <laughs> out of everything we had. <laughs> we op- I opened the door and she was like, no, there's something out there. The trash cans are banging. I see a huge raccoon I... running across. <laughs> I'm like, Megan, it's a freaking raccoon. I was like, uh, later on, I'm going to show you a picture. I'll send it to you <laughs> right. of what this raccoon could have looked like. I swear this thing was like a size of a baby a uh, baby bear with tennis shoes. No running. shit. Yeah, it was huge. We I named him Tom. Oh, you named your animals too, huh? Yep, yep. Oh, I named, no. I named but my animals the thing too. I meant, I meant, I meant, you named your animal, your random animals. That's what I meant. Because yes. you know, my kids named the squirrels and shit. Uh huh. Boy, it was hilarious. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was a freaking raccoon. I was like, go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. Well, um. It was nice uh, having you on the podcast. Thank you for for agreeing to be on. It was nice seeing that you have long hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always keep it up, right? <laughs> yeah, you always hide it. Um, and you know, you, you're more than welcome to come on whenever you want. Uh, you have other stories. You did say you have a lot of stories. You're more than welcome to come vent and get them off your chest um, whenever you want. Like I said, I this is this is to you guys. I really like. St- I gave off my stories, so now I kind of let you guys. You know, give off your stories and vent and get it off your chest. And, you know, like I like I end every podcast, Stephanie, thank you for writing with me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. And if you have any questions, you let me know. All right. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Ride With Me, the Flat Tire Indie Podcast. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean.